This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. Now in just a few moments, we're going to let you know how you can get your very own copy of Open Doors, A Year of Daily Devotions book. It's a beautiful hardcover book with 365 devotionals from Pastor Rick that offer daily encouragement from the Bible. You can take a sneak peek right now by going to PastorRick.com while you listen or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 to find out more. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called How God's Goodness Can Restore You. I remember one time there was a guy out on the patio at the Lake Forest campus and he came up to me frantically after uh, the service and he said, um, uh, I, I need to know, what do I need to do to get to heaven? I said, well, you're too late. Just thought I'd shock him. <laughs> you're too late. He goes, no, 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 really. What, what do I need to do in order to get to heaven? I said, sorry, you're too late. So what do you mean? There's got to be something I can do. I said, there's nothing. It's already been done by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. This is what makes Christianity different from religions that are out there. Every religion has a list of things to do to get to heaven. And each religion says, this is our list, and this is our list, and that's our list, and another religion, that's our list. And if you'll do these things, it's all based on your performance, you might make it into heaven. Can't be sure, but you might. And so all the other religions can be summed up in the word do. Christianity is summed up in the word done. And when Jesus was on the cross, he cried out, it is finished. Now notice, he didn't say, I'm finished, because he wasn't. He came back to life three days later, and he wasn't finished, and he's alive today. He lives in my heart. I've been his friend now for over 50 years, and many of you have too. But when he says it is finished, he's saying, you don't need to add anything. It's not, I die on the cross, plus you do these 10 other things, then you get to go to heaven. There's only one thing you need to get into heaven, humility, to realize you're never getting there by what you do. The only way is to say, I am a sinner and I need a savior. That's what you say, that's humility. That's the sin that'll keep you out of heaven. I don't need anybody to save me. I'm good enough to get there on my own, really. It's a perfect place. I stopped being perfect about 30 seconds into this planet. And so nobody bats a thousand. I've never met anybody who actually claimed to be perfect. We all know we're imperfect. But, but we say to God, God, we're gonna trust you. And, and when you come to Christ and, and you say, I'm gonna, you're gonna take my sins on you? Yeah, what are you giving me in return? My goodness. You don't have to beg. Please, God, please, please save me. You don't have to bargain. If you'll do this, God, then, then I'll, I'll do that. You don't have to bribe. I'll read my Bible every day. If you do this, uh, break, bribe, bargain, you don't do anything, you, you, don't, you don't beg, you just believe. That's it. 
That's why it's called the good news. The word gospel is just an old English word that means good news. And what's the best news? You can't get to heaven on your good works, but it's already been paid for. You just have to humbly admit you need a savior, that you're not good enough to go to a perfect place. You say, but Rick, you don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. I don't need to know what you've done because I know what Jesus has done. And what Jesus has done is bigger than what you have done. The good thing he did on the cross is bigger than the bad thing you have done. That's why we call it Good Friday when he died. It's not good for Jesus. It's painful, but it's good for you. You say, well, Rick, I've asked God to forgive me. I just don't feel forgiven. It means you don't fully understand it yet. Because once you understand how fully forgiven you are, you just want to shout. You want to jump up and down. And if God comes into your life, it's going to make some changes. You can't have him come into your life and it not change you. So if your life hadn't changed any, you might have gotten something, but you haven't gotten God. Somebody as big as God can't come into your life and not change you. And when you, the more you understand grace, the more joyful you'll be. Many of you know that one of my mentors in life was the father of modern management, Peter Drucker. And uh, he mentored me the last 30 years of his life from about 65 to 95. And uh, he trained all of the who's who of business leaders that are leading businesses today. And one day I was up at his house and he was mentoring me on some leadership things. And I said, Peter, when did you step across the line? When did you find Christ? When, you, when did you put your faith in Jesus? And he said in that thick Austrian accent, well, Rick, He said, when I finally understood the concept of grace, I knew I was going to never get a better deal. When you finally understand how good God really is, you're not going to go anywhere else. Because he's a good, good father. Now, as I said, Isaiah wrote that part about Jesus suffering on the cross. Let me read you some more of it. And listen to the details of this 700 years before it actually happened. Isaiah 53, verses 7 to 12. He was beaten down and punished. Talking about Jesus on the cross, before the cross. But he didn't say a word. That that all happened. He was led out like a lamb to be slaughtered. He was condemned to death without fair judgment. And then he was put to death for the transgressions of everyone else. That's us. He died like a criminal, but then was buried with the rich, even though he'd done nothing wrong and had never lied. You know this is true. Jesus died on the cross as a criminal. You know, that was the worst capital punishment available. It's humiliating, death on the cross. But when they took him down, there was a wealthy man named Joseph of Arimathea who had a brand new tomb he'd bought for his family, often bury people in the same tomb for decades like a hole in the wall of a cave, and then he'd cover it up. And Joseph of Arimathea was quite uh, wealthy, and, and, but he offered his tomb for Jesus. He goes, you're not going to need it very long. <laughs> Think about that. Like, you know, what, what's a few days? He's, you know, he said he's coming back to life, so why would I worry? He's borrowed for a couple of days. I don't intend to die between now and then. But 700 years, Isaiah says... A rich man is going to provide him a tomb. And it says, yet it was God's plan to cause him to suffer. It was God's plan. Who put Jesus to death? 
Not the Romans, not Jewish leaders. God did. God did. Jesus said, I lay down my life. He's part of the Trinity. I voluntarily do this for you and me. It was God's plan to cause him to suffer and make his life a guilt offering for our sins, a sacrifice to bring forgiveness. But after his soul suffered many things, he will enjoy life and joy again. That's the resurrection. He's saying this 700 years before it happened. But my suffering servant, God says, will make many people right with God. And he will, be, he will bear all their sins and he will willingly give his life. And he was treated like a criminal, but he took the place of everyone who had sinned and he interceded for their forgiveness. And when Jesus died on the cross, he covered all your sins and he forgave you. And the Bible says he throws your sins in the deepest part of the sea. It's like a metaphor. And then I want to add, and he puts up a no fishing sign. Why would you drag out something to remember that God has already forgiven and forgotten? When you keep feeling bad about something you've already confessed to God and God's forgiven you and Jesus died for it, then it says, I don't really believe Jesus paid for my sin. That's unbelief. When you keep asking for forgiveness for something you sincerely asked for already is unbelief. Because Jesus gives completely and freely and instantly and with grace. When Jesus forgave all your sins, which one were not included? None. They're all included. Every single one. This is why I serve Jesus Christ. I don't serve him for money. I don't serve him for fame. I don't serve him out of duty. I'm, I don't serve him out of fear. I don't serve him out of guilt. I serve him out of gratitude. And you should too. And if God has forgiven all your sins, shouldn't you? You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. You can sign up for Pastor Rick's free email devotional at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Do you want to live the full and abundant life God desires for you? That only happens when you seek God and spend time in His Word. That's why Pastor Rick put together a 365-day devotional book called open doors. Each day features a Bible verse and a short devotional where Pastor Rick, in his engaging and relevant way, makes the Bible easy to understand and apply. As you dive into this book, you'll open the door to greater intimacy with God and experience the love, trust, and freedom that comes from a deeper relationship with Him. You'll discover God's wisdom to resolve conflict, conquer fear, reduce stress, build healthy relationships, overcome temptation, and so much more. Get open doors today and be encouraged, inspired, and equipped to live out God's plan and purpose for your life. It's a great way to kick off the new year when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the certain hope of Jesus to people around the world, we'll send you your very own hardcover copy of Open Doors to say thanks. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick. Now, what about the third thing? We talked about guilt. We talked about uh, grudges. What about this third area that warps my soul? 
grief. You might write this down. When we experience loss, here it is, loss and pain, Jesus feels my grief and heals my heart. He feels my grief and he heals my heart. Why does Jesus feel my grief? Because he understands grief. He's been there. He's experienced it too. He understands. He came to earth and became one of us. So he's experienced all of the, the, the loneliness that people experience, the, 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 the betrayal that people experience, the rejection that people experience. And he came to feel my grief and heal my heart. That is the goodness of God. The Lord is my shepherd. Again, more in this same chapter, Isaiah 53. Same place, 700 plus years before Jesus came to earth, Isaiah says this, describes Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior. He was despised and rejected by others. If you've ever been despised, you know how that hurts. Maybe you were despised at school, that hurts. Maybe you were despised because of a handicap or the color of your skin or because you're female or male or whatever. If you've been despised, Jesus understands. He was despised. He was rejected. If you've ever had somebody reject you, walk out on your life, Jesus understands that hurt. There's no hurt you can experience that he doesn't understand, no grief. Why can Jesus understand my grief? He's experienced it all. Isaiah, he was despised and rejected by others. He was a man of sorrows, which endured much pain and suffering. And he experienced deep grief. Imagine leaving heaven and come here to live amongst people who hate you. He experienced deep grief, but we ignored him and we looked the other way. He was hated and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness that he was carrying on the cross. And it was our sorrow, our sorrow, that weighed him down. So he understands, but he doesn't just understand. He doesn't just feel. He heals. Look at the next verse. Psalm 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. I don't know what's broken your heart. Some of your, your heart's breaking right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I, and I'm glad you're here because this is a place for the healing of broken hearts. But the fact of life is, Jesus says, I heal and I feel, and I care about what you're going through. Now, so what are you doing with your grief? Maybe you just had a big breakup. Maybe you just got fired at work. Maybe you just go, does anybody want me? Does any, anybody want me? Does anybody notice me? And there's that ache in your heart. What do you do with that ache? You take it to Jesus because he heals and he feels. He understands it all. Now, Jesus never wanted us to forget the sacrifice he made to handle your grudges and your grief and your guilt. And he gave us a symbol called communion, the Lord's Supper. He said, I want you to remember what I've done for you. Now, I know you can't stand to have an unfilled blank. So I'm gonna give them to you real quick, all right? You wanna write these down? All right, you can write these down. Three things that are my response to what Jesus does for me because of my guilt, my grief, and my grudges. How should I respond? Well, it's all summed up in the attitude of believe, trust. And number one is trust the good shepherd to forgive my sins. 
actually believe that he has forgiven my sins. Start acting like all your sins are forgiven. Romans 3, 23 and 24, all of us have sinned, yet God declares us not guilty if we trust, circle that word, trust in Jesus Christ, who in his free mercy freely takes away our sins. So I just trust, I believe, I accept that my sins have been forgiven because of what Jesus did on the cross. Number two, release my offenders. Release my offenders, people who've hurt me and focus on the future. Don't let them get under your skin anymore because your soul cannot be restored until you let go of resentment in your mind, in your thoughts, and let go of revenge in your emotions and let go of retaliation in your actions and your decisions. You gotta let it go. Say, God, today I'm letting them go. And the Bible says in Ephesians 4:30, get rid of all bitterness. I mean, just you should not, bitterness is a, a barrier to your life. Forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Not only said should you get rid of resentment, he said you gotta get rid of retaliation. Romans 12, never avenge yourselves, leave that to God. He said he'll, he'll, re, he'll repay those who deserve it. So I, I trust God really did forgive all my sins. And then because of that, I start offering forgiveness to other people. I let other people off the hook and I, I release my offenders so I can focus on the future. I'm certainly not gonna get stuck in the past for the rest of my life. Then number three, I team up with Jesus to carry my load. God never intended for you to go through life carrying all your grief, guilt, grudges, problems, pressures, stresses, situations by yourself. And Jesus says, I wanna team up with you. I wanna yoke up with you. And when he uses the word yoke, he's not talking about an egg yoke. He's talking about the kind of yoke that they would put over two cattle is a, a beam and, and the beam, then the two cattle can pull the wagon together. Here's what it says, look up here on the screen. Come to me, just come to Jesus. Come to me, you who are weary, you tired, you carry heavy burdens, and I will give you a lot more to do. No, that's not what he says. Come to me and I will give you what? Yeah, rest, we talked about that last week. Take my yoke upon you, uh, let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give you is light. Now, when you read that, it sounds like he's saying, okay, you know, this cattle yoke, that they would put over two horses or two cattle, they'd pull the wagon. You go, wait a minute, he's putting something else on me? That sounds pretty heavy. That doesn't sound good, a little big, heavy thing like that. No, no, you don't understand the purpose of a yoke is not to put more on you it's to take off half of your load. If you're pulling the wagon by yourself, it's 100% dependent on your energy. Jesus says, yoke up with me, let's share it, and guess what, I'll help you carry, and it'll be half as difficult. Does that make sense? The yoke is not to put more on you, the yoke is to say, I'll pull your load. Jesus doesn't have any load. He's God, he has no load. Everything's easy for him. And so when you yoke up, team up with Jesus, he says, I'll help you pull your load. And by the way, when you're yoked up to Jesus, it's impossible for you to run the wagon into the ditch because he's not gonna let you do it. 
You gotta go the direction he's going and you gotta go at the pace he's going and he will go at a more reasonable pace than you will. Let's bow our heads. Would you pray and would you talk to God right now? Uh, say, God, uh, my soul needs restoring. I don't always think right. I don't always choose right. I don't always feel right. And I need you to restore my damaged soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions. And Lord, specifically today, I want to help, ask your help on the things that do damage my soul. About those unaddressed grudges. I, I know it's not doing me any good to hold on to the hurt. I'm only hurting myself with the anger. And every time I remember that, the way they hurt me, it just hurts again. Would you turn my hurts into holiness? Would you turn my pain into gain? Would you do what only you can do? Would you transform me and turn the conflict and the, the chaos into character in my life? I need your help to do that. And Lord, I'm, I'm gonna ask you also with the unconfessed guilt. And there's stuff I've been carrying around in a large garbage bag for a long time and it's starting to stink. I'm gonna say to you, I need your forgiveness. And then more than that, I'm gonna believe it. I'm not gonna listen to my feelings or what anybody else says or what thoughts that Satan might try to put in my mind. Thank you, Jesus, for taking all of my sins on yourself at the cross. Thank you that you were wounded and crushed for me. You were beaten, took my punishment so that I might have peace. You've said in your word that your wounds heal my wounds. I'm asking you to do that. And then, Lord, all of those losses that I've had in life that have caused grief, I need your help with that. I, I need you to feel my grief and heal my heart like you've promised. Help me to realize that you understand how I feel better than I do. And as I continue this journey with learning about your goodness, I first wanna say I'm gonna trust that my sins have been forgiven because I've humbly just come to you and said, I need it, I need a savior. And I'm gonna release the people who've hurt me. And every time I think of them, help me to just pray a prayer of blessing to not hold on to the hurt. Most of all, Jesus, I wanna team up with you, yoke up with you. I'm gonna ask you to, to help me in the load that I'm carrying. If you've never invited Jesus Christ in your heart, say, Jesus Christ, today, I want to get to know you. I want to learn to love you. I want to learn to trust you. And I humbly ask you to accept me into your family. And I pray this, not because I deserve it, but because on the cross, it was finished. You paid it all right there. Thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord. 
and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. As we start the new year, we often think about setting goals for the months ahead. They give us hope and keep us moving forward. And we know that setting goals is important because the Bible tells us that Jesus set goals. So, Pastor Rick developed a new power-packed download to help you successfully kick off the new year. This resource will give you the tools you need to set and achieve your personal goals, God's way. This life-changing resource is yours free when you text the word FREE to 800-600-5004. That's the word FREE to 800-600-5004. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first... Do you want to live in the full and abundant life God desires for you? That only happens when you seek God and spend time in His Word. That's why Pastor Rick put together a 365-day devotional book called Open Doors. Each day features a Bible verse and a short devotional where Pastor Rick, in his engaging and relevant way, makes the Bible easy to understand and apply. As you dive into this book, you'll open the door to greater intimacy with God and experience the love, trust, and the freedom that comes from a deeper relationship with Him. You'll discover God's wisdom to resolve conflict, conquer fear, reduce stress, build healthy relationships, overcome temptation, and so much more. Get open doors today and be encouraged, inspired, and equipped to live out God's plan and purpose for your life. It's a great way to kick off the new year. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the certain hope of Jesus to people around the world, we'll send you your very own hardcover copy of Open Doors to Say Thanks. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. You know, I love getting these letters from you when you write in from all around the world. My prayer is that Daily Hope will bring that hope that we find in God's Word to people in every nation. Here's a note from one of our listeners who actually lives in India. Uh, Dear Pastor Rick, it's a great honor for me to share how I get blessings from the Daily Hope devotional every day. It's already been a year and a half that I've been reading the Daily Hope devotional, and I thank God for these. I also share these devotionals through social media, like Facebook and WhatsApp, and I send the daily devotions to 40 different pastors and 50 different lay leaders and to some of my church members and friends. I send them all over central India and to almost 500 people across the country. Thank you so much for this Daily Hope devotional, and may God continue to use every reader who have been called by God 
for his purposes. With blessings, Reverend Lankem, pastor of the Kuki Baptist Convention, Manipur, India. Well, I love how a pastor Lampkin is using Facebook. He's using WhatsApp to share these devotionals with hundreds of people in India. Do you realize that when you tell anybody about this broadcast or when you pass on the the written devotional, uh, you're actually partners with us in sharing the gospel all around the world. And the Bible says that as partners in ministry, we will share in the rewards together. Now, this is something anybody can do. And if you haven't thought about it, start making a list of people you could tell about Daily Hope. You could do this. Anybody can do this. And if you go to our website, PastorRick.com, you can share it by broadcast. You can share the devotional. You can share it on social media with just one little click. Do you realize how easy that is? We're trying to help you help share the gospel, which God has called all of us to do. Our ability to reach people all around the world is a direct result of your prayers your financial support, and your willingness to tell others. So from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say to you, thank you. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.